Hey guys, uh, welcome to another week of the Weekly Scoop. I got a great interview with Regan. She is the founder of Minted Mojito. Uh, she is someone I found on Instagram talking about just trying to help empower women in the Web3 space. And I really love that. And I just wanted to shine light on some things where uh, we as men actually can can help uh, people feel more included into the space, whether it's women or even people that are non-binary as well, uh, regardless of what you think or what your opinion is. Um, it's it's not about you. It's about helping others still you know, feel inclusive in a sense. So that being said, let's get after it. And welcome to another great week. Um, I am with, it's Regan, right? With two, yeah, Regan what, with a long E. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess that uh, probably growing up, you had people calling you Reagan, I guess, by the way it was spelled now. All day, every day, all day, all day, day every day. day. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's it's great that you put in the pronunciation in your bio because I think that actually really helps with um, just people trying to like reach you and, and get in touch with you and like get your name correctly because um, I'm sure that means a lot. And so basically, you know, I, I'm so glad that you uh, – Kind of responded to my message because I really wanted to to get to know you, meet you, and and talk about uh, this new movement, especially since the news just came about China and Russia uh, now combining forces and trying to create their own currency to work with. I think that's actually um, going to be an interesting outlook now for the Web three space. So, um, are you able to maybe dive into like what exactly uh, you do in the Web three space? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. So like you said, my name is Regan and I am the founder of Minted Mojito and it's an educational platform that makes it easy for new participants, primarily women and folks that identify as non-binary to onboard in the space. Right on. Okay. Yeah. I um, The reason I reached out to you is because you created a video about um, kind of feeling inferior in just like the modern day business world and, and, and web two and, and now uh, getting into web three uh, don't want those same patterns to occur. And I, I could totally understand why uh, you don't want that to happen. And I, I certainly don't want that to happen either. You know, <laughs> I think the purpose of web three is to, to build a diverse and inclusive environment for all people and create, you know, financial opportunities for all people to uh, live a sustainable life that they that they want to do. So um, I guess do you have any, uh, I guess, like experiences or drawbacks that have made it difficult for you as a woman in Web3? Is I have the same exact passion as you do about Web3. There's just so much mm. incredible opportunity. And I moved into Web3, we called it crypto at the time, in 2019. And right. the company that I ended up working for, while they had a number of really inclusive practices put into place, it was really the industry that it made it difficult for me to feel comfortable in. And so that post that you're talking about references that exactly. When I moved into the company, I was leading marketing for any area outside of the US. And so it was my job to go and attend conferences and listen to podcasts and really understand how folks ramped up in the space. And because I was ramping up at the same time myself. And when I started to look into the educational materials that were available, when I attended conferences, I just realized how little was actually available for women. 
And that mirrors traditional tech as well. Um, you know, I know so many women, folks that identify as non-binary, people really outside of a cisgender, heterosexual male, anyone who identifies outside of that has a very similar experience. But that was just heightened in Web3 and in crypto in part because of the group of folks that started the industry. Um, so when I first onboarded, I started looking at educational material. We can start there and found that all of it was just so riddled with sports analogies and jargon and memes. A lot of times those memes were derogatory towards women. <laughs> I know you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, I definitely do. <laughs> and so it very quickly makes you feel excluded. It doesn't make you feel like you actually mm -hmm. want to be there. Um, and then on top of that, when I started to go and attend events, you just looked at the room and the space, and you saw that there were five women maybe trickled around a group of over 200 men. A lot of the men looked the same way as well. And there wasn't a lot of intermixing there. We, you know, they weren't having conversations together. It's almost like the women were sitting on the outskirts. And, you know, it's not like the men were rude or they were mean or they, you know, were purposely being exclusionary. That's just the environment that we lived in, because I've heard so many times again and again, are women even interested in Web3? And so through Minted Mojito, I produce educational content and then courses to really, A, prove the point that yes, women are interested in Web3, but B, provide women the opportunity to feel like they can dive into this new industry and they can grow and they can play and they can educate themselves and they can build financial freedom for themselves because without it, we're going to lose out on such a huge percentage of market share that that ultimately leads to mass adoption. And that's what we need for Web3 to lead to mass adoption. Absolutely. Um, I've, I've interviewed uh, NFT creators uh, and, and the creators that I've actually interviewed are, are women, uh, which they, uh, I like interviewing women in the NFT space, I think, because it just like, the creative mind is just so much, it's just different yeah. in terms of like, well, my spiritual analysis of it is, is, you know, women create life. You know, they have a certain energy that is very creative and very flowing. Mm -hmm. And I think being able to put that into like art is, is so unique and I am just art, but like also music and um, creating TV shows or movies know because art obviously comes in different forms not even just like you know drawing and painting and, and those things mm -hmm. uh but the creative energy is just um it, it it flows it just flows more with women i think and unfortunately i think men don't grasp that and i also think that men have this sort of um not even like stereotype but I know like some men in in the Web3 crypto space have had some backlash, unfortunately, because we've lumped crypto people as like finance bros yep. in a sense of like, you know, it's 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 just a bunch of um, mental mush and like, you know, American psycho vibes, you know, Patrick <laughs> Bateman stuff going on uh, where I think it's not always like that, but it's just how people are perceiving it because it's new and um, it involves a lot of like kind of like jargon and things of that nature. Um, but I think what could help that is if we are more inclusive as a group and we do um, listen and, and try to follow the direction of what women do provide in the space. Because like I said, that creative flowing energy, um, women just have more of it. 
and that's just that's just how it works <laughs> um and that's why you know i love talking about these things and trying to find you know these solutions mm -hmm. um because i don't really like to see things as problems i like to find mm -hmm. you know more solutions to these to these topics and you know i guess like with with you personally since like you've started in 2019 have you seen it progressing or have you seen it i guess uh is it regressing digressing <laughs> regressing yeah yeah i've seen it change i'll say that uh -huh. um okay. we've taken some really really positive steps forward and i think that's in part thanks to mm -hmm the increased adoption. We're still not at mass adoption yet, but increased adoption of crypto and Web3. But then also seeing the brands that are moving into Web3 or at least creating a strategy. It's no longer just the Web3 dApps that are many times, not always, but focused towards men. Um, but instead, you have people like Gucci and Nike mm -hmm. and Allo Yoga just moved into the metaverse as well. Uh, you have platforms created for and with women in mind because we invest in very different ways than men do. Men often look at short-term investment gains and they think about right. how can they make the most amount of money in a short period of time. Women think about how can we save for retirement? How can we put our children through college? How can we make sure we put food on the table for the long term and not just this week? And we can talk about the societal implications of that and like why we're the yeah. ones with that burden. But that's the reality is we, you know, we have that longer term investment plan in mind. And so there are platforms that are actually catering to that now. And I love to see it. Um, Clutch Wallet. I'm not sure if you've heard of Clutch Wallet, but they're a new yeah. wallet mm -hmm, that has launched. They are incredible. And I love to see what they're doing. Um, you know, to your point, women have different approaches to every industry, but specifically mm -hmm. and definitely Web3. Um, but one of my favorite things about Web3 is that we can actually be owners now. Uh, a big point that I typically push is women in the Web2 environment are really have always been seen as consumers and not owners. Mm -hmm. But we drive 85% of purchasing power and purchasing decisions. That's a huge amount of market share that companies yeah. need to be tapping into. Web3 is all about purchasing decisions. I mean, I just talked about those companies that are moving into the metaverse. Who are they going to be looking to, to actually purchase the items that they're selling online? And that's going to be women. And so I have a background in marketing and in hospitality. And I think those two oh. yeah, pair really well in Web3. But I mentioned that because there is just a huge opportunity here for Web3 companies to shift their marketing strategy and open it to a wider group. That means that we can achieve ultimately mass adoption, which I think is everybody's goal. But it also means that they can take advantage of this purchasing power if they just tweak their marketing to be relevant to a wider group of people. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. Um, and I think like even when you talk about uh, you know, the market share and, and the decision makers to being at that such high percent, you know, I think, <laughs> you know, another example you could use is like, I don't know, it's just when I grew up, uh, just like ever asking for something in, in my family. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was fortunate enough to have, um, you know, two parents who are still married actually. Uh, so I, I That's had great. kind of this simulation, uh, but <laughs> basically like if I ever, <laughs> Because we live in a simulation. Yeah, exactly. But like, so I, <laughs> I would ask my dad, 
yeah exactly <laughs> it is my chance uh, but i would ask my dad for something and he'd always be like go ask mom ah. you know so i even think like yeah. even just from that personal um example that i have like i i get where you're coming from in terms of like the decision making ability and things how like women have more of a stance especially when it comes to children mm -hmm. uh just because the relationship with children obviously women have a deeper connection so like when when decisions are made around children it's usually the mom yeah. that makes the decision uh which which is very crucial and i think in consumerism um uh the big companies can take advantage of that in kind of a malicious way or they could take advantage of it um in, in, in a better way too. But I think Web3 can offer um, kind of that piece of advice for the consumer aspect, but also the creator aspect too. Um, and I really love the uh, the NFT space as well, mm -hmm. uh, just from the sense of like, it can be such an expressive, um, I think it's the more expressive side of Web3. Yeah. Um, and and you can and you can be a business owner with your with your own work, mm -hmm. um, and that and actually to get back to your point about being a business owner, that's the whole purpose of Web three is so everyone can eventually like become their own business owner. Like yeah. I, my personal journey, I'm trying to learn like the smart contract developing side of things, so I could cool. either maybe down the road develop something of my own uh, and, and make my own currency that could match, you know, and, and be relatable to either like, you know, the US dollar, or Bitcoin or whatever. So like it relates and like, I can have my own currency and, and be separate from, you know, the federal government. Because yeah. I think like, people want to get into web three and, and, and be their own business owner, because they don't want to be stuck in a, you know, daily nine to five trying to work for, you know, a paycheck. So, you know, we're all in this together, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. And um, that's why I wanted to get your kind of like your point of view on on where can where can men be just better with women in the NFTs, like uh, Web3 NFT crypto space? Like, how can, you know, how can we be better and, and more inclusive with with women? How can we make you feel, uh, I guess, like, more involved and, and more valued too. Like, how can we, how can we make you just feel more comfortable? So that's a great question. Um, and the solutions that I have found, well, I've found a couple of solutions really. Number one, I will say it's not necessarily that it's not all men, number one, it's not all men that are being exclusionary. Uh, so it's difficult to give this blanket solution because I think what's actually most important and the main point that I try to drive home is it's really up to the company culture that exists mm -hmm. in Web3 right now or the company cultures that exist in Web3. And so I provide a couple of different services through Minted Mojito and I'll just give that as an example. So whether you're a business or a participant, because I think both are necessary in order to create that inclusive environment that you're talking about. So as a business, you need to create an inclusive company culture in order to drive more women, non-binary folks, folks outside of that cisgender, heterosexual male facet that we talked about earlier. And building in those inclusive practices is typically, a, it's a good proactive strategy. Typically people use them as a reactive strategy. I think some proactive strategies include partnering with maybe a DAO that is focused on building this community of women in Web3 who are looking for specific jobs. 
partnering with some associations. There are a number of them and some incredible women doing a lot of work. Like Women in Web3 is a great job platform. I'm not sure if you know of that one. But if you are actively hiring or are a hiring manager or building a company, go and look on those platforms first. Make sure that you're bleeding them into your pipeline with your recruiters because that's the way that we're going to change the company culture. It changes from within. Um, mm-hmm. but the number two is on the other, on the flip side is really making sure that the participants that exist in the space get access to inclusive material. So I get a lot of comments on, <laughs> on many of my posts, people being like, I just don't understand. I mean, they're a lot meaner than this, but like, why the hell are you yeah. trying to, you know, silo women so much? Why are you pushing this agenda so hard? Women aren't even interested in web three. Women don't need to be included in web three. If you wanted to be included, you could stand up and include yourselves. And I think language like that is really dangerous because mm-hmm. there's a certain amount of action that we need to take in order to pull up a seat at the table. but Making sure if you're at a conference, for example, and you look around your group and see that you're only talking to people who look exactly like you, make sure you open up that door for other folks. Because I guarantee you there will be people standing on the sidelines that just don't know how to start the conversation with you. And that can be very, very intimidating. So that's one solution. Making sure that if you do create educational material, that you create it for multiple people in mind. Making sure that when you have conversations with people, it's not, you know, just totally riddled with sports analogies and jargon and, you know, pieces that make it really complicated for new participants to feel involved in. Because I guarantee you, I've been sitting in a group of friends before and they've checked around jargon. And then I have another friend look at me and go, it's too complicated. I can't understand it. Like that's super unfair. If you have a partner, a girlfriend, a best friend who sits there and looks at you and expects you to know more about crypto than her, then... I think there's an opportunity for you to actually bring her into that inner circle, get closer to her for that reason, but then also make sure that like you're explaining it in a way that is clear um, because that means you're doing your job right. Like that's what we all want for web three, right? Is to bring more participants in. It's not meant to be this box that we lock ourselves inside of. And so those two sides are super important in creating a more inclusive environment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, When you talk about, throwing around jargon and uh, like the use of like sports terms. Uh, is it, is it because like, do you think the sports terms are more masculine or like masculine terms or like, it's more like the sports phrases and things of that nature. Do you think those can be more have a negative effect, I guess, because like it's more geared towards like the masculine, I guess, like figure in a sense, with sports? Yeah. Is that what you mean? Great question. So it doesn't exclude everybody, but it definitely excludes Mm -hmm. someone like me. I grew up in a household where the men in my family played a lot of sports. They watched a lot of basketball and football. So I can understand it and I can keep up to an extent and to a degree. (laughs) But there are are a lot of studies that say the language that you use can include or exclude a certain group of people. It's very similar to there's a big mm-hmm. movement to try and, you know, sunset the word guys, for example, from your vocabulary if you're speaking to a group of people. Because not everyone identifies as a male. You're not always going to be speaking to men. And I think that's what that's the point here. Whether or not you use sports jargon, like you're welcome to do what you want. It's more about your intention behind it that's more important mm-hmm. to me. Like what's your intention for doing that? Are you thinking about the audience that's sitting in front of you? Are you thinking about the impact of your language? Are you 
making sure that you are using sports analogies just as much as you're using some other analogies that may pertain to a different group of people. Like, I wouldn't walk into a room and start to use every marketing term I know in front of a group of non-marketers. Like that would be right. really unfair if I started yeah. using nurture stream and funnel and pipeline and R like ROI even. I mean, a lot of people know ROI, but I look at it in a very similar way. Yeah, no, or uh, like um, I'm in I'm in sales right now mm -hmm. uh, in technology, and like I wouldn't come in and, and try to hit you with like a bunch of sales no. terminologies that that are tasteless mm -hmm. and uh in, in fact very uh confusing at times even <laughs> even for me um and i guess maybe even just to bridge to this next question you mm -hmm. know what if you have someone right now just you know regardless of the gender like mm -hmm. just a person that wants to get into web 3 from like web 2 or just like yeah. normal nor I say normal Normie. job because I think I, yeah exactly I think I think Web three just offers so many great opportunities. Yeah. Um, what do you recommend for that person? Like, how can someone get in to the Web three space right now with like either maybe even little knowledge of Web three, and then they have like some sort of technology knowledge. Mm -hmm. So like maybe they work in like Web two or or something right now. Uh, or they have just like no tech skills or like no knowledge, nothing. Like how can someone get into Web3? Awesome question. Do you mean how someone can get into Web3 as a investor or as an employee so at a company? Like, as Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like if someone wants to like uh, just like work, work in a company. company because like they don't want to work in like an office yeah. and like do it. Because I think Web3 just has so many great upsides from like being remote and like benefit. I mean, it's just, it's wonderful. So I just like, if there's one thing I want to get out of this episode too, it's like how we, how we can help give guidance to people on how can they get into web three yeah. and, and, and quit their toxic uh, job. <clears throat> oh, so many ways. Um, <laughs> my first suggestion is get onto Twitter, discord and the metaverse in some way, shape or form. Um, it doesn't matter if you're on Decentraland, Spatial, like just get in some way so you can play around with it and you can understand what it's about. My second piece is start to follow people that make you feel good. There are, there's a lot of misinformation out there in Web3 and I actually don't love the term do your own research. I think that's relatively exclusive as well. I think it's a term that people have used in the past to okay. almost absolve themselves of the need to explain why they believe something because they'll shill any coin, they'll shill any project and then say, but do your own research. Don't, you know, don't get mad at me if this investment ultimately falls through. Don't get mad at me if this is ultimately a rug pull, which is a scam. Um, mm -hmm. And I believe in the, the concept of do your own research. So don't get me wrong there. Doing your own research is super important. Taking that responsibility for yourself, super important. But doing your own research to doing your own research to me means something a little bit different. It means following people that make you feel good. It means following people who you can understand. Um, who use, you know, the language that you understand, not necessarily in like the idiom, but like the um, like English or Spanish, but in the way of they're explaining things in a way that resonates with you. There's so many incredible creators right now in Web3. Type in hashtag Web3 and just start to go from there. Ramp up on some of the jargon because some of it is necessary. There is going to be a learning curve for that reason. 
open up an account. I know I'm talking about being a participant, but this all bleeds into working in the company. Open mm-hmm. up an account at an exchange, open a wallet, buy $10 yeah. of crypto if you've never purchased <laughs> it before. I think that's super important because getting used Absolutely. to that um, ability to take a little bit of risk is super important in Web3. That's what's going to set you apart because we're all trying to build this right now. And that takes a a risky person that takes somebody who has gravitas, who has guts, who's excited. And so being able to dive in even at a small amount um, is going to be important. And then look at your transferable skills. There are so many transferable skills that can bleed from web two into web three. You don't Mm -hmm. need to be a web three expert to start working in web three, because that's kind of the job of the web three platform that you join is to help you learn that expertise. None of us were experts. There are very few experts, if any, because it is such a young industry. And I think that's what people oftentimes forget is I started in crypto three years ago. Some people look at me like I know everything. I look at myself like I know very little. (laughs) Right. And so I say, you know, start there. And then depending on what industry or what department you ultimately sit in, there are a huge number of roles available. If you go on web3.careers, I don't know if you've heard of that website, but that's an yeah, awesome hub. Yeah, I dabbled hub. into that myself, yeah. Awesome hub. And that, what I love, isn't just focused on technical roles. They also have community managers for Discord channels, which mm-hmm. I think is a great way for people to get involved in Web3 in a non-technical way. You can go on, you can meet some really incredible DAOs, communities, NFT collections, understand what they're about, find a community that you're passionate about, and then help them manage that channel. Um, Discord needs a lot of help right now. I mean, there are a huge number of spam bots, but uh, that's a great way to start to get involved. And then if you are in a more technical role, like I said, look at those transferable skills because I guarantee you, you will find some. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, And you're in marketing? I am in marketing, yep. So... um, for people that want to get into marketing and, and Web3, is there a difference in terms of like how you take an approach to these projects versus like working just like on a Fortune 500 company and working like in, in Web2? Is there a different marketing approach for these projects? I feel like there is because A, I feel like you got to use different systems. So you have like Discord. And I mean, yeah, there's... TikTok, which Web2 companies are more utilizing now, Mm -hmm. but I feel like Web3 companies are starting to get into that space more. But um, the Discord stuff, um, I also think YouTube Shorts is Mm -hmm. uh, starting to make some some good momentum too. Uh, And then I know that people sometimes use Telegram. I'm not a huge Telegram user, but um, I know some people like to market through Telegram. But uh, in terms of the Web3 marketing strategy, what what platforms and what ideas are you guys using on a daily basis? Awesome question. And yes, there is absolutely a difference between Web2 and Web3 marketing. The pillows remain the same. <laughs> like, you know, you have to meet yeah. your customers where they are. You have to speak to them um, in oversimplified language. You have to lean into the inspiration and the aspirational talk. So that all remains the same. Uh, The platforms you write are definitely different, but I would say the two things that stand out for me are um, creativity and community. That's what makes me, that's what excites me the most about Web3 marketing is the community and the creativity that you need to bring to every single one of your marketing campaigns. And so if you are sitting in a Fortune 500 company right now and you're going, 
wow, I have done the same conference for the last four years. We haven't really done anything different. Every single year we set up a popcorn stand and people come and drop their leads and they talk to our sales team. Like all that can kind of go out the window in Web3. I don't know if you saw, um, I mean, say what you will about Coinbase, the NFT platform that they launched, but their their marketing campaign around that launch was incredible. Mm -hmm. They went to, um, what was it? EDC in Las Vegas, the big EDM concert, or not concert, but rave. Um, They went there and they set up an entire kind of, I think it was AR NFT space and you could collect Mm -hmm. NFTs. So they brought in artists from all over the world. They projected their art. You could go through, I mean, this is EDM. Like people are having a great time and really enjoying seeing all of these LED NFTs. Oh yeah, I'm a big EDM fan. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) Seeing all of these, you know, LED NFTs. And that was Mm. a marketing tactic and that was a marketing strategy. Like we're seeing you know, this idea of building community is 10 times more important in Web3 than it ever was in Web2 because you can no longer just inspire your consumers to buy your product. Now they need to feel like they're a part of this inside group. That's why you see so many NFT collections or I love that now we're moving away from the word NFT and looking at digital tokens or membership programs. But this really makes people feel like they're part of this niche inside group people who are like them and then they get rewards from it. So those are the two different pieces of, you know, how you need to think about your marketing strategy in a much different way in web three compared to the way folks thought about it in web two. Yeah, no, absolutely. Great example. I, um, I do think the Coinbase, you know, regardless of what you think, they (laughs) they do have good marketing. Uh, I, the Super Bowl ad I thought was uh, an interesting Mm, take, mm -hmm. um, because you know, it was a it was a QR code that didn't work, but they were able to amass such a big following off of that. Like I think they messed it up on purpose because their downloads uh, were through the roof. Oh, still, no. they so, onboarded one point five million new customers. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's it it when people were like, "Oh, that was a that was a failed ad." No, that was that was a successful like, ad because they got one that of the many most downloads. Yeah, in a very exactly. Long time that we've seen. Mm-hmm. So you know. Sometimes you, you you fail on purpose to succeed, <laughs> but um, no, and, and I love, yeah, that's why I love um, digital tokens and, and, and that's kind of what I want to get into, which I'll ask you a question in a minute, yeah. but um, the, the, the tokens, you know, cause like, regardless what you think of Gary V, he knows his stuff in terms of like, what is coming in the next five years. Yep. And he and he has relentlessly said that NFTs are going to be the future of everyday commerce. Mm -hmm. And I do think um, maybe not to the full extent of everyday commerce, but I do think there's a lot of truth to that. Huge. And Mm -hmm. I think the exclusivity of what can be provided with NFTs is what's going to drive that success, especially with like art and and music and and those sorts of things. Um, And. I guess with my question for you is in terms of like independent contracting. So like people like making their own businesses Mm -hmm. on web three, do you think that's going to be more um, prevalent in web three versus like, you know, just like the web two? Cause like when you have like consulting and like you have those big firms and I mean, you have people that make their own businesses in web two, but people kind of just join the corporate America world in a sense, because it's just like benefits and salary and, you know, stability mm-hmm. and whatnot. 
But I think with the Web3 uh, movement, there could be opportunities in people like creating like their own businesses, even like creating like their own currency to like match Bitcoin and, and things of that nature to tokenize themselves as like a brand. Yep. So I guess, like I said, my question is, do you think there is room for more independent like contractors in the Web3 space? Or do you think it's still going to be like, you kind of just join a, a, a company. Not that there's anything wrong with joining a company. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying in terms of like operating your own business, because like some people just really have that preference. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's going to be more prevalent in the Web3 space? Oh, <clears throat> absolutely. Uh, because one word, ownership. In Web3, you own absolutely everything that ends up going up online. So I think it'll be huge for creators. Now, if you don't necessarily sit in that creator environment, um, we will have to see what that ultimately looks like. And I'll talk about that in a second. But mm -hmm. for creators themselves, there's so much opportunity in Web3 because right now if I upload something onto social media, whether or not I'm a creator, if I upload something onto social media, there is nothing saying that a brand's not going to swoop in, take that material and end up repurposing it for their own marketing campaigns and then benefiting for benefiting off of it. Whereas through NFTs or digital tokens, you can see, thanks to the transparent ledger, you can see that I am the one who owns this individual photo and this company mm -hmm. has then taken it and repurposed it. And then I can also start to earn royalty off of it, which will be incredible. That's why UGC, I think, is such a big opportunity here, user-generated content. Right now in Web2, user-generated content is like skyrocketing. I can't flip through TikTok without getting about 10 posts on UGC, but <laughs> there's a huge opportunity in Web3 just because of that pure ownership piece. So a company can't go and run away with your content and then be like, well, that's it. We're all done now. There are going, there's going to need to be a lot of thought around how these contracts are actually built out though, because they in theory could limit the number of royalties that a creator receives based on a certain amount of time or based on a certain number of views. But that, the idea here is that we have full ownership over our content and be, can be remunerated appropriately. Um, on the flip side of all that, fundraising in Web3 is so much easier. Uh, this is another reason why I think it's so important for women to recognize the opportunity that exists for them. Because right now, I think the stat is only 5% of founders in Web3 are female, and they only have access to 2% of VC funds. That is such wow. a small number. That is a, that's an incredibly small number. And that's, that's quite sad, to be honest with you. Such a small number. Whereas now you have DAOs, which I'm curious to see the way that DAOs will transform, but that can, in theory, act like a GoFundMe. You know, you get a project up off the ground, you build a community around it, people ultimately buy into your community. And so they own stake in your company, but then you're raising funding through that. It's like a Kickstarter. It's like a GoFundMe. These are Web3 versions of these tools that we know and love, except now it's, you know, built on a community-based platform um, or it's built in a way where everyone has that true ownership, uh, which is so, so important. Creator Dow is um, a company that just raised, I think they raised, was it their Series A or their Seed? They raised 20 million, I believe. Um, and it's a platform set for exactly that. It's for creators to find a community and to gain funding. Because if you, mm -hmm. you know, leave your nine to five, let's say, and you have this idea, I want to go and start selling educational content, which is what I did. 
like that takes upfront costs that takes, you still got to pay your rent. You still got to buy food. You still got to, you know, yeah. do, do everything that you do on a day-to-day basis. Unless you've saved up, that can be very difficult yeah. for a lot of people. A lot of people end up finding part-time jobs and then that's hard to juggle both. Well, through creator yeah, DAO, no, in theory, really you could go and find, right. You in theory could go and find funding for this web three project or this, you know, educational project or whatever you want, you know, whatever it is, you could go and find funding within a specific community or group of people. And that just opens up so many more doors, especially for underrepresented groups, especially for people who haven't been given all of the opportunities that like maybe, you know, going to university, uh, having family wealth. Um, you know, there are so many ways that, a lot of our population is set up for success and they don't even realize it. But then there's this other set of the population that goes, wait, I want to leave my job. Wait, I don't want to work three <laughs> jobs. I want to go and have that freedom, but it's just not possible for me. And now in web three, mm-hmm. I think it will be possible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the creator DAO is incredible. Uh, I, I need to do more research into that uh, because that's just, um, it's super the cool. concept. Is, yeah. The concept is incredible. And honestly, like, with what I'm trying to do with my own business endeavors in the web three space, you know, my, you know, my calling, I think, or just like where I'm being uh, shifted to is uh, smart contracts Mm -hmm. and and like trying to understand those to the fullest extent where either I can create or I can like help revise or like I can be a part of some sort of editing process because um, I think the space uh, has, you know, a, a very, intelligent group of uh, marketers, mm-hmm. uh, an intelligent group of uh, like, you know, front end back end developers. Um, but I think the what the space is missing is generalists and, and people that have maybe general knowledge about a lot of different things that could be useful mm-hmm. for um, a project or, you know, maybe their own endeavor. Uh, and, and, and I think like the talents of Web3 are so vast and right now it's just like people are just kind of focusing on front end back end you know coding and and stuff um but really like you know there are still important pieces that don't have to be surrounded by um coding and marketing you know there can be you know uh, places for people that just have a general knowledge of everything and then they can utilize that and maybe make you know macro lens um either like presentations or like help make macro decisions for mm-hmm. companies, you know, down the line. And I think that's the problem that corporate America has always had with uh, having a workforce is like when you have people that think in the macro, there's not a space for them because they just want their workers to do their day to day, week to week activities and go home and that's it, you know, and the web three space, I think can offer that, uh, space for people that like think in the macro think you know what's going to be big in the next like year two years or you know five years or whatever and be able to like put in place like um you know certain um i guess like certain decisions in a sense so mm. i i i like i like where you're thinking and i i just see that um there just needs to be more opportunities for women in uh, the Web3 space. And that was that was sad to hear about the funding and, and that the percentage is so low. Yeah. Uh, I guess like in terms of like, you know, because you said like the percentage of funding is low and, and like women um, at like, you know, 
I guess like uh, the C-suite level Mm -hmm. is also low. You said it was 5%, right? 5% of crypto companies are founded by women. So it's at the founder level. Yeah. Sure, the C-suite level is also sad, um, but I'm not sure of that percentage. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure that's also uh, small (laughs) too. So I guess, you know, what, what would you... Like, what, what would you be tell, like, if there is a woman that wants to get into Web3 right now, or someone that doesn't have an opportunity, like, where, what would you tell them to do right now so they can, like, make a, make an opportunity for themselves in the Web3 space? Like, what, what, give some words of uh, wisdom <laughs> for uh, all, any of the women listeners right now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I would say, join... Join a DAO focused on women in Web3. If you don't have the funds to join a DAO, there are a lot of DAOs that are really, really inexpensive and you can go in at a super low level, but join a woman in Web3 Twitter space, join a woman in Web3 audio event, join one of those events because you'll get to know the women that are making a really, really big impact in the industry today. You'll understand the opportunities that exist for you, whether you want to be an investor, a participant, an employee at a company, or a founder yourself. And then start to engage in those communities because that is what will change the industry. Is when more women start to pull up that chair, feel empowered to pull up that chair, um, but start to engage and involve yourself in those communities because the more we are heard, the more we are seen, the more people will know, recognize, and the question of are women even interested in Web3 will fly out the window as fast as it came in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So with uh, your project at Minted Mojito, Yeah. Have you, so have you always been at this group or is this kind of like a newer uh, company that you're with? So this is new. This is brand new. This is my company. This is brand new. Um, and when I started in 2019, I started at a data analytics platform. Okay. And gotcha. that was really interesting. I learned a lot about the compliance and regulation space. I learned a lot about the government space, learned a lot about cryptocurrency crime, how investors are using cryptocurrency. I mean, at the time, Web3 was really just defined as crypto. Now we have the multiple pillars that can define the industry. Um, but I started Minted Mojito, Minted Mojito actually earlier on this year. So it's relatively young. But I'm so passionate and so excited to start to sit on podcasts like this, um, but also make sure that more women can join the space, have materials available for them when they ultimately decide to join the space, but also recognize how Web3 can impact their life on a day-to-day basis. Mm -hmm. Because that's the number one question I get is like, Web3 is not going to impact me. It's just, you know, it's just bros investing in crypto. It's not. It is absolutely not bros investing in crypto. There's a huge opportunity to, I'm not going to say build substantial wealth because the days of making a million dollars off of crypto without even thinking about it, those are those are far behind us. But yeah. it's an opportunity. When I say financial freedom, I mean the freedom to decide where you want to live, the freedom to decide if you want to work in mm-hmm. that nine to five, the freedom to know that your funds are safe in your crypto wallet and not being lent out 
by the financial institution that you ultimately have your fiat currency or like your US dollars or your euro held in. Like that's financial freedom to me is that safety and security. And that's what you find in Web3. But then you also find the opportunity to create a community, to be creative, um, and to sit at the forefront of an industry that you can have a real hand in creating. And I think that's the one of the big things that people oftentimes forget is like, we are still early. We are still very, very early. There are companies just now thinking about, should we even create a Web3 strategy? Not we are, but should we? (laughs) They should, spoiler alert. But we are very, very early still. And there is a huge opportunity for women to find real success in Web3. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. Um, and, and it's, it's, it's cool to be talking with a founder, actually. Uh, Thanks. It, 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 it's, 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 I think it's actually the first founder conversation I've had. Hey. So, um, you, are, you were the first year. Uh, thank you for even <laughs> making time for me. I, I really appreciate it. Of course. And honestly, like, I, I totally agree with your financial freedom. I think what people misconstrue about financial freedom, yes, we all want to be millionaires mm-hmm. and we all want to have a lot of money and we all <laughs> want to go sit on the beach and you do know, drink, drink Mai Tais, <laughs> do nothing. That's actually not the human purpose of life. The human purpose of life to me is like you find something you really love and then like you go help people mm-hmm. and like that's what you're doing and that's like you you're hitting your financial freedom. Do you still put in like long hours? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure. You know, that's, <laughs> yes. that's just, that's, but, but you and you love it so much. It doesn't even feel like long hours, yeah. you know, it doesn't like drain you. Um, it doesn't drain your energy. Mm-hmm. Like it may drain your physical energy, mm-hmm. but like from like a mental and emotional aspect, like you, you're always full in a sense, because you, you get to do what you want to do. And I think that's what Web3 uh, offers people. And, and that's the financial freedom that you talk about is being able to go where you want and like not working your typical like nine to five and having someone like look over your shoulder all the time, make sure you hit these mm-hmm. you know numbers and make sure you, you know, act like this with customers and then like act like this with your co-workers that you don't even like really get along with that much because yeah. they're, they're <laughs> yeah. so ingrained in 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 the matrix simulation and, and that's <laughs> that's the thing about financial freedom that people miss um but web3 can can offer that either at a level where you can create your own business and mm-hmm. you know try and help people or you know you you join a business that you know has good intentions uh, and and can give opportunities to you that you, you you work remote and you still have benefits and you know you can still you know live pretty well and mm-hmm. and, and those sorts of things. So I love it. Um, I definitely think that it's still growing, and I think like the whole China Russia uh, currency thing actually might speed things up a little bit uh which i'm 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 ready for a ride uh and yeah um i'm just i'm i'm super excited for you and your business i i know it's going to just keep growing and and going to big you know places and new heights um and and i guess like that being said i i tried looking for your website mm. is it what what's your website url by chance mintedmojito.com or .xyz. Dot, dot .xyz, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. 
For some reason, that wasn't loading. Mm. I'll have to look at it again. Type um, in mintedmojito.com. I did just, for full disclosure, switch over um, domain host. Mintedmojito.com. Yeah. Maybe that's maybe maybe it's on my end too. I don't know what it is. Um, that's weird. I just said said the site couldn't be reached. It's all good. Um, oh, I'm sure it's my computer. Okay, sure well, computer. let's pretend like that works, <laughs> um, and I will go check on that. <laughs> it's it is all good. That is so I, uh, strange. I'm, tr- I'm trying to make a website, and uh, it's. It's it's a lot harder than I originally thought, to be honest with you. And I'm like not even making it myself. I'm like utilizing like a third party company, and it's just like so much that goes into it. And that's what sometimes people forget about building a business. Like it it's it's a lot of work and and pretty hard at first. Like I'm literally trying to learn you know smart contracts yeah. uh, right now, and that's that takes up hours of my day and like. Uh, on top of like a sales job that you know I have to yep. kind of like clock in for every day and stuff like that. Luckily, I'm remote, but um, like it, it is a process, and you know, it's what what have the struggles been for you in terms of creating your own business? Yeah, let me say really quickly, and then I'll go into the struggles of creating my own business. Clearly, the website one is an issue because I don't know what's happening with this website <laughs> right now. <laughs> Um, the first thing I will say is, have you ever heard of Chainlink? Yeah. Yeah. So Chainlink has some pretty great resources. You just mentioned smart contracts. Yeah. Chainlink is awesome. Love the folks over at Chainlink. Hello, Chainlink. Um, (laughs) uh, going back to your initial question, what have the struggles been of building my own business? Um, finding the hours in the day, uh, being, you Mm -hmm. know, wearing a million different hats. I'm trying to think of something more unique to say, to be honest, but uh, all of the struggles that every founder has ever talked about, I think I'm recognizing wholeheartedly as I go through this entire process. Um, but then also making sure that you focus your day on activities that really move the needle. Because especially in Web3, it's so much fun to sit on Discord and to sit on Twitter and to sit on TikTok and just listen to what people have to say. That's where I honestly learn the most is from... You know, folks on social media talking about the platforms they're using, what they're learning. Um, every single day, there's something new. I mean, like, there's a phrase that a week in crypto or a week in Web3 is like two years. I mean, that is so true. Like, I should probably mm-hmm. have gray hair and wrinkles. You should look much, much older. <laughs> um, because things move just so quickly. And I, it, you know, last week you may have had, there may have been um, like a peak in the market and then this week it's dropping. And then, you know, we have the merge coming up and I feel like the merge, people have been talking about it for on Ethereum, Mm -hmm. um, which I think is September 13th or 19th. I can't remember one of the two. You probably know. I think it's the uh, 13th. 13th. Yeah. Cool. Um, But now we have the merge and I feel like, you know, that just, started to be talked about as of last week, like really, really heavily. And so all of a sudden everyone dives deep into what is the merge? How is the merge going to affect me? I mean, spoiler alert, if you're not a huge institutional investor, it probably won't affect you a large amount. But, um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's things like that that are just constantly changing, I would say, that are probably the biggest struggle in Web3 is just making sure that when I go and talk to folks like you, I actually know 
what is new, what is happening, what's happening in regulations, what's happening in law enforcement, what's happening in compliance, what's happening um, in the creative space as well, which companies have moved in to the metaverse, what Warren Buffett has said, what he hasn't said, what he has gone back on. Like, I mean, the guy can't make up his mind on crypto, but um, no. <laughs> but it's just it's old. <laughs> it's just old. Um, by the way, it's the 15th. I just looked Thank it you. up. So it's 15th. I was wrong um, on both sides. It's all good. It, it's all relative to me. The <laughs> days all mend into one. Yeah. But no, I... I, I get what you're saying. And also, I do love Chainlink as well. I think people that try to like hate on Chainlink don't really know just the huge value they offer in terms of like they have the most dApps actually yeah. in, in the ecosystem of uh, Ethereum. <laughs> so like, I mean, that that's pretty good use case. You know, it's usually the XRP uh, mm-hmm. army that that uh, would disagree with me on Chainlink and they would just not like me as a whole. XRP is not a fan of me, and that's totally fine. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if XRP peers, if you can call them that, are a fan of much. Um, Besides XRP, yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, trust me, I, I, I've I've tried to uh, debunk the whole ten thousand dollar, you know, per coin, uh, and and I still, yeah, it's no. still a lot of a lot of hate messages. <laughs> I'm, and I'm sure. Just, you just, you gotta you gotta learn market cap guys like it just it doesn't just magically the happen. numbers don't uh, add up exactly the math it, it doesn't math so xrp that's that's a whole nother that's just a whole nother episode i gotta do yeah. at some point but no I, I i really do um appreciate the conversation and i really do think that um women in crypto need more uh representation and I think what you're doing really is providing that. And I appreciate this this conversation from the lens of, you know, how can I just be more inclusive and how can I be more um, open-minded and maybe like even like in terms of like maybe pass it on. And I hope like any male listener right now um, also is, is, is doing the same and taking like mental yeah. notes with what you're saying so we can we can just be inclusive and be open uh, because, you know, we can, we can work together. We don't necessarily have to um, like oppose each other in a sense no. too. I think, I think people forget like it's not, unfortunately we're marketed and, and the media tries to portray like, you know, it's, it's, it's this or this, or like it's us versus them. And like um, in terms of like it's men versus women or, you know, mm-hmm different races versus different races and stuff but it, it's just it's not like that like it's 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 not meant to be like that we know we're all meant for purpose and we're all meant to work towards a collective goal which is to pursue what we want to pursue and 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 be able to like help others in the mm-hmm. process and unfortunately um with just modern media uh consumption i think like it's just hard sometimes for people to pinpoint that so that's kind of why i wanted to do this episode even if it doesn't resonate with a lot of lists in terms of like i don't know how many listeners right now are going to be listening to this but like uh guys uh if you if you are listening to this you know please be more open-minded and more uh, courteous to women in crypto and web3 and um 
ladies keep doing your thing love it uh keep keep bringing that creative energy and that that wonderful feminine energy um and then even also just like the non-binary folks um that are trying to find themselves and express themselves don't give up um and we have your back all of us in web3 uh whether we express it or don't express it um we do have your back and uh just just keep creating. That's 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 what we're here to do. We're here to create things. So, yeah. Um, no, that's that's pretty much everything I got. Like I said, thank you for your time so much. We got like an hour's worth of content, which <laughs> is awesome. Uh, whenever I try to record myself, it's always just like, man, I don't know how I can talk for twenty minutes. So that's it's, why yeah, I like, it's hard. I like these interviews. <laughs> yeah. You know, I can get like an hour's worth of content. I'm just like. Yes, but um, Minted Mojito, do you guys have like a, I'm sure you do, you have a Discord and a Twitter? Yep. Yeah. Twitter, Discord, um, on all of the social medias. I'm actually pretty active on LinkedIn as well. I think that's a great platform. Oh, cool. Me too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think love LinkedIn. Yeah, I do too. I think it's a huge platform and it's a great one because my goal is to bridge Web 2 and Web 3 and a lot of Web 2 folks Mm -hmm. are over on LinkedIn. And so I sit on a lot of the traditional Web 2 channels in order to make sure folks understand the opportunities that exist. So uh, you can find me across at Minted Mojito at all of those channels and I will absolutely go and fix that website snaggle here in the next five seconds i hope it's just my computer uh 